Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tennis Fanless Podcast. I am your host today, Michael Gillett, uh, as ever joined by Marcus Alley. We expected uh, two brilliant semi-finals yesterday and we definitely got them. In fact, I think they exceeded even our high expectations of them. Uh, Marcus, I'm sure you're looking forward to talking about these. Yeah, absolutely. High drama, edge of your seat. Um, you know, as you see, nail-biting, all of the above. It really was awesome semi-final matches. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about them. You know, this the ATP Tour season really has come to a brilliant climax, just as we hoped. So, uh, starting with the semi-finals, of course, where else? Uh, we'll go through in order. We were treated to uh, Dominic team against Novak Djokovic in the first semi-final, a match that I think we all knew was going to be close. I don't think we quite knew how close it was going to be. Virtually the closest you can get in a, in a three-set scoreline. Uh, team winning it 7-5, 6-7, 7-6. Lost four match points in that second set tiebreak, losing it 12-10 eventually, uh, and double faulting on one of those match points, which was really hard to see. Um, but a brilliant response from him in the third set, which I, I think I remember messaging you at the time, Marcus, saying this is now the true test of, of where team is at now, um, where he sort of failed uh, and fell over the hurdle in the Australian Open with Djokovic when he uh, he was in a really good position to win that, wasn't able to sort of face the, have, have that men, mental edge to get over the line, but he, he really held firm this time round. Uh, another tie-break in the third set was, in fact, four love down in that tie-break. It looked like the game, uh, the match, sorry, had been completely stolen from his hands again, but a, a brilliant comeback. I think he won six points in a row. Um, and, and then taking the match on his sixth match point of the match. Um, a phenomenal performance from team, as it was from Djokovic. Um, you were just saying pre-pod, Marcus, how well Djokovic served. Probably Djokovic's strongest performance of the tournament. We, we thought he was a little bit off-colour uh, in, in his round-robin matches, but I do think yesterday um, there were some interesting errors coming from his racket, but I think overall uh, he, he did play a a very good match and, and Dominic team just was, was exceptional yesterday. Yeah, I think it's comfortably his best performance of the, of the tournament that much, you know, he's, he's didn't, you know, if some things went the other way, he couldn't end up winning that and making the final. I think that incredible forehand up the line that just hit the line on uh, one of team's match points in the second set, I think, it was it really was a good performance from Djokovic. I mean, he said himself even after he was four 0 up in the in the deciding set tiebreak that he feels himself that in between going four going four love up and six four down, obviously team winning six straight points, he felt five of those points he played his best tennis. He just it was just tennis from tennis from another planet coming from the other side of the court. It really was. Um, yeah, it, it definitely was a good performance from Djokovic. He, he uh, yeah kept it kept it all together in the in the tight moment. Obviously, team getting a bit tight and and double faulting definitely played a small part in him not being able to get the straight sets win. 
But yeah, Djokovic, you know, he's come so close to making the final and beating team who's produced some of the best tennis we've seen this year in the, in this tournament. Um, so yeah, it was a good performance from Djokovic and, you know, he'll take this one on the chin. I, I don't think he'll be too angry. I think he knows that that was his best performance and he was just outdone on the day. Um, but yeah, on to Dominic team and I was speechless at the time, really what I was seeing. Um, I was really nervous. We both were, I think, obviously in the, in the team camp as we as we saw it unfold, especially after that second set tie break because of those memories of him. I don't want to say the word, but uh, choking the <laughs> Australian Open final. Um, were coming back, and you could tell that he was playing a little. He was a little bit tight. You could tell there were there were shots going into the net and going out that in a normal rally he definitely hadn't been hadn't been making such errors. So to, to produce that tennis at four love down is just unbelievable, really. How he how he sort of re revitalized himself. You could see he uh, he really felt a little bit better, sort of giving it some fist pumps and getting himself going when he got it back to four two at the change of ends. To be honest, I even at that point I thought he's he's just. Uh, trying to keep some po- a positive mindset when he knows that there's still a big outshot to come back from there. But yeah, it was unbelievable tennis. Um, some amazing rallies. The power on his backhand and his forehand, that inside-out forehand, that it's just, yeah, the commentator was saying a lot, he's knocked the fluff off the ball there. And yeah, the power is just unbelievable. Um, and I know it's the ATP Tour Finals, it's not a Grand Slam. Sometimes we see the shocks at this year-end event but I definitely feel like we could see this Dominic team, I'm hoping anyway, over a more sustained period of time. And he's only 27, so he could definitely be one of the one of the top players to, um, if he continues this form, he definitely wins slams next year, maybe even multiple. Um, so, yeah, very, very good feelings about, about Dominic team pushing, pushing on and adding to his current tally of just the, the one grand slam, which, of course, we're all going to remember the asterisk that lies next to it. Yeah, I think, to be honest, one thing that really stood out for me uh, when I was watching this match is we so often hear people talking about players like team, um, perhaps players like sort of Thomas Burditch and Andy Murray at one point when people say that they're just very unlucky to be around at the time that Djokovic and Adele and Federer are playing their best. But I think the vice versa for that is I do not, believe that Dominic Team could have found the heights that he found yesterday if it wasn't for players like Djokovic. Players like Djokovic and Nadal, their their dominance is making these players get better and better. And, and that performance from Dominic Team that we saw yesterday was just something completely else. Um, it, it was phenomenal. And, and like you say, I think if he can just keep this up, it you know, yesterday was a huge ask, keeping this up consistently throughout 2021 is probably going to be an even bigger ask. Um, we, we know that prior to sort of 2019, probably teams are much more comfortable player on a, a clay court. Um, now showing that potential, you know, I, I watch that match now and I wonder if hardcore is his preferred surface now. Um, you know, he, he's had brilliant results on clay, making two French open finals. Um, but, but watching that, performance yesterday I, I, I wonder if you know that is now where he's going to thrive um, if he plays like that at the Aussie like you say I think he's got a very good chance of winning it you know 
of course, Djokovic will go into the Australian as favourite, uh, providing he's going in all fit and, and everything. But um, yeah, fantastic from team. Um, and I think the... I feel like I've probably said this before, but I feel like I can say with a lot more confidence now, I felt like it was very much the first time. I said this about the Nadal match as well, when team beat Nadal. This tournament is the first time when I'm really seeing team as belonging in that sort of top, that, that top two, three, four in the world. When we when we talk about Nadal, Djokovic and Federer, I now see, obviously not in terms of achievement yet, but... Um, I see team very much up at their level now and, and belonging at their level. Um, so, yeah, just, just fantastic stuff uh, from Dominic team. Um, and I'm very excited to see him in the final tonight. Um, so we'll move on to that match. Um, very different match, actually, although it was a, still a free set and it was still a very exciting match. Um, didn't quite have the, the rigid serving dominance that uh, Team Djokovic had. I, I believe um, Team Djokovic only had the one break of serve, uh, which was Team's break in the first set, winning it 7-5. And then it, it went... Uh, so, so that's another thing to point out, sorry, on the Dominic Team match. He didn't drop serve once to one of the best returners in the sport. Um, pro- well, probably the best returner of all time. And you know, that's exceptional. Um, it's not often that you'll see Djokovic get to the end of the match without without even breaking a serve. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, moving on to Medvedev Nadal, different sort of match. Um, not as close for sets, but we still had um, a three-set classic. Nadal uh, winning the first one 6-3. I think it was probably hard to see. But though Medvedev has played brilliant tennis all week, you know, I think at that point, the way Nadal had been playing all week, it looked like Nadal was firmly favourite to... Um, to win it was a break ahead in the second set, was serving for the match. Uh, but Medvedev uh, really dug deep, brilliant turnaround, got it to a tiebreak, won that tiebreak 7-4 and took it 6-3 in the third set. And actually, it was a very convincing third set from Medvedev. Um, it, it was really just going to be his the whole way. He um, he controlled the points very well. Nadal, Nadal looked pretty done in the third set and, and that's, not saying physically down, I, I just think he, he just couldn't compete with the tennis that Medvedev was playing, which was was, was brilliant. So, um, yeah, I, I think Medvedev, before this match, obviously hadn't dropped a set. He's now only dropped one. Um, hasn't lost a match either, which, of course, Dominic team has in the group stage. So, um, yeah, really, really good stuff from Medvedev. Really turned around his fortunes from last year when he lost his uh, all three of his matches. Um, and, yeah, what, what, what was your take on this match, Marcus? It was a it was a ding dong battle, um, you know. After that uh, first set going going Rafa Nadal's way, which Medvedev didn't really get out of the blocks, um, but then he raced into a three 0 lead in the second set. Was four one up, and then Nadal won four games in a row to get to five four and serving for the match. Um, so yeah, it was an incredible turnaround. Really impressive from the Russian. You know, I think he broke Nadal to love when he was serving for the match. And then, obviously, winning the last set 6-3 as well, There was um, he broke serve to win the match. So uh, it was kind of two breaks to nil in, in the final set. Um, so no sort of uh, finish line nerves there for Medvedev. I think he had just a one-match point and took it. We saw team need six, um, in, including a handful on his serve, whereas Medvedev didn't have any of that. Um, yeah, not quite the fireworks intention of the team Djokovic match, but it was still... 
no, really enjoyable match from a from a neutral perspective. Rafa's played a great tournament, I think. Um, he's fallen short, particularly in the last set. Um, but yeah, he's played a great tournament. Um, people have their reservations about him. Um, you know, twitching the uh, ultra competitivity. Sometimes the sportsmanship gets questions a little bit. But um, you know, he's just the ultimate competitor. Um, hence why he's still this good at, at 34. Um, it's been a really good tournament from him. We both we both said that we we couldn't see him getting out of the group, um, and there he was a, a game away from the final um, in a tournament that he's never won, and to still be dragging performances out of himself like this on on the surface that he's not as comfortable on as as the clay is really impressive, and I'm sure we'll see Nadal competing for the big titles next year again. Definitely, um, definitely been a yeah, really, really enjoyable to watch him in this tournament. The match with Team sticks out. Another, another awesome match. That's right up there with Team Djokovic for me. Um, so yeah, I mean that just means even more kudos to Medvedev for getting the job done. It really was an impressive turnaround. Um, yeah, mentally just to be lose four games in a row and then have to face Rafael's Nadal's serve to to well send you out and end your year to turn that around was was really good and. That they've spoken about the unpredictability of Medvedev's game and it, I definitely see that a lot and his shot selection is questionable at times but his kind of awkward frame does play to his, his advantage and he might be able to disrupt teams' flow a little bit in this match. Obviously, what I think is their last meeting is when team beat him in straight sets in the US Open semi-final. So that will breed confidence into the, into the Austrian but Medvedev will be delighted to make the final um, as I think that they mentioned, but I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that he's seen the likes of Sitsipas and Zverev, players that developing at a similar rate to him, win this title. So the hunger will definitely be there. And um, yeah, it's nice to see the two, not next gen, but the two uh, players with, well, one Grand Slam between them beat the two players with 37 Grand Slams between them in, in the semi-finals. So yeah, it's going to be a, a really, really interesting match. I've just noticed that, to my surprise, um, Medvedev's actually been made favourite with the bookies. So, not that we're going to bring up betting that much in this podcast, but that that uh, that did surprise me. I've been seeing how well teams played, um, and I do make team favourite for the match. But you know, it should be a great spectacle, and uh, Medvedev will give it everything in, in the, the last game of the season for these two. Yeah, for sure. Just before we um, previewed that Team Medvedev uh, final, I just wanted to ask you, Marcus, obviously it's, it's it's a bit early to tell, but do we maybe think that that was Nadal's last chance to, to win the ATP finals? Um, it's a tournament that, as you say, he's never won. He's made the final twice, I believe, um, fallen short twice in the final. It hasn't made the final for quite a few years. It's been a, a tournament he struggled at prior to, to this year in the recent years. Um, did play some fantastic tennis, but I'm just starting to look at players like Team Medvedev. We've got Rublev as well, um, playing fantastic tennis um, and could be a real competitor in the years to come, especially on this surface. I, I personally feel that it probably was Nadal's last chance to win it. What, what would you say? Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that, I think. Probably his best chance, I don't know, Medvedev is a great player on the hard court. Probably, yes, you'd have to say that. But I think 
I could definitely see him making it out of the group and making the final maybe next year. Especially if the sort of draw could open him, open itself up a little bit more for him. You know, say, obviously Medvedev didn't win a single game in the ATP Tour Finals last year after getting to that Australian Open, um, US Open final, sorry, in 2019. So if something similar like that could happen, say Nadal was taking on Zverev or Tsitsipas in the semi-final this time next year, I mean, it's quite a hypothetical, but I think if, if the draw opened itself up for him and he had a kinder semi-final tie, then I think we could see him in, in the latter stages again. Whether um, this is his best chance it'll get um, I'm not sure we have to see what sort of uh, physical shape he's in this time next year you know he's not going to have such a long break to uh, rest and um, regather himself to, to go for it uh, at, at the big tournaments once again so it looks like it but I definitely wouldn't rule him out yeah as is the the unpredictability uh, of the the ATP tour finals Um you, ne- you never really know, and I, I think I have to agree with you. I think quite often we've probably talked about uh, it being the last chance for, I know, Nadal, Federer um, to win a title, and they'll, they'll always come back and prove you wrong. So, um, yeah, interesting. So, yeah, moving on to the final. Um, I believe it starts just after six tonight. Um, so some evening entertainment for you. Um Far more entertaining than the Strictly Come Dancing results, I would, uh, I would think. Uh, so, it's, but it is over on BBC Two the tennis tonight, rather than uh, BBC One because of Strictly. Um, so they played four times. Uh, team holds a three-one record over Medvedev. Uh, it's two-one on a hard court. One of those victories for Team coming on clay, uh, as Marcus mentioned in the last part. Um, the last match uh, between them was team 6-2, semi final at the US Open, though it was in straight sets. Uh, two of those sets, tie breaks, one tie break going to 9-7. I believe Medvedev had set points in that set. It was a little while ago and I've watched them a lot of tennis since. But um, yeah, it's so a team definitely holding the, the better record between them. Um, it's going to be the fifth consecutive season that we've got a first-time champion at the ATP Tour Finals, which maybe just strikes back into our into our brains, not to get too carried away, because you know, with the last four winners, of course, Andy Murray being the first one, but then with the three after that being Dimitrov, uh, Zverev, and Tsitsipas, and we've got to remember that they are all still uh, without a Grand Slam. So maybe obviously team has got one, but um, maybe a little bit of a reality check for us, not to get too carried away, because you know quite often we can see a, a lesser player than than the big three doing very well at this tournament, and then not quite converting it into next year's uh, Grand Slams, which of course are the the four biggest tournaments of the year. Um, but team is the first player. Uh, since Djokovic in in 2015 to make back-to-back finals. Obviously never won the title here after losing to Tsitsipas last year, but um, has shown some consistency at the finals, which a couple of years ago I certainly wouldn't have thought I'd be seeing um, with him being a much more clay court suited player. But um, he's now made his second consecutive final so maybe he's also got that little experience edge over on Medvedev uh, before this year. Medvedev never winning a match here. 
but team already being at a final um, could could be interesting. Um, like you say, I I think for me, team is a slight favourite despite the bookies going for Medvedev. I think that's probably just based on um, Medvedev not having dropped a set before the semi-final. Um, obviously, team has lost that match to Rublev, but it, it it's tough to really know where that comes into things. Potentially, he did go out and just sort of play a bit more half-heartedly and, and saved himself as he was already through. Um, so, yeah, I, I make team slight favourite. I won't give a prediction yet. Um, we'll, we'll get on to that afterwards. But, uh, yeah, just a few words on, on the final, Marcus. And what what sort of style of match do you, do you think we'll see? What is team going to have to do? differently to how we played against uh, Djokovic because, uh, you know, very, as you touched on in the, the last part, it's a very different kind of player. Medvedev, quite unpredictable, whereas Djokovic, not that he's predictable, Djokovic, but he does just kind of do everything you expect him to do maybe, but just does it brilliantly. Whereas Medvedev, yeah, like you say, there is a lot more of a, an unpredictable nature about him. Um, so, yeah, well, what would you say teams got to do differently? Likewise, what, what has Medvedev got to do differently? Um, I'm struggling to see past team. Um, you know, they've both played three sets. Teams had longer to recover. Um, yeah, I'm I'm struggling to see past the Austrian winning this match. It's just so dominant. Um, even you know, he should have beat Djokovic in straight sets, really. Um, and then then we we would be waxing even more lyrical about him. And, it feels like when we were talking about him beating Djokovic at the start that he's already won the title. That's how good he's played. Um, Medvedev, I don't think, is quite on this level yet. Um, a lot of his matches, like the win against Djokovic, I felt like it was playing really well defensively that sort of got him that win. Um, maybe less so against Nadal, but I feel like Nadal's, Nadal's level definitely dropped in that in that final set after he did show great heart to get, get it back in the... Uh, uh, level this level the game up at, at one all, but I just think team will have too much power. I don't think. I don't think he. I also don't think he'll be as nervous for some reason. I'm not sure why, but I just feel like he would have got a little bit no, more nervous because it was Djokovic because of those Australia demons coming back. I feel like now he's beaten Nadal and Djokovic, he'll be more confident. You know, he, he breezed past. Point me. out just quickly, Marcus. I point out that team had beaten Djokovic and Federer en route to the final last year uh, and, and had probably had the much tougher draw than Sitsipas and, and Sitsipas did the job over him in the final. Yeah, well, I don't really count beating Federer as a surprise win anymore. Uh, he's finished. Um, but, yeah, beating Djokovic... I think at that point it was. Federer was playing good tennis. Yeah, he's too old. He's too old. Um, no, no, I, I take your point. You know, he given those results and especially beating Djokovic, I think that was in the group stage, but um, yeah, you, you would have expected him to beat Sitsipas. A few months before, Federer had had a Wimbledon title on his racket. Just a few months before, I, I think, I certainly think that was still brilliant. Anyway. But anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, I don't know. Djokovic didn't play very well in that Wimbledon final and still won. Uh, but yeah, I thought team would beat Sitsipas. Um, but the Greek managed to sort of, I don't know, just get it together. Sissipas is a bit more of a physical player than Medvedev. Sissipas can kind of match team for ball striking, I think, a little bit more. Um, if Medvedev serves well, it's going to be tough for team. 
Um, he's, he's return, his returning could in, could improve a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't think Medvedev's return game will be enough. If team serves like he did yesterday, he wins the wins the title. Uh, if he has some problems, then Medvedev might have a few opportunities. But like it took uh, it took almost two hours, I think it was, for Djokovic to get a break point against him yesterday. Um, it was definitely quite in the second half of the second set. If team can serve that well, I, I don't see any problem in in him getting getting the job done. I think he'll be controlling the rallies. That you know, that power is just absolutely insane on on the backhand and the forehand side. I don't see Medvedev having that sort of variety of his game. He's got a good forehand. Um, but yeah, you you said at the start, what can a team do better? What can Medvedev do better to play against each other? I think Medvedev's got to dominate on his serve. Um, I think, like we saw Timo and Djokovic, it was a brilliant serving display from both players. And Medvedev wasn't as strong against Nadal in, in those first two sets and then obviously came good towards the end. But that, is one of his biggest strengths. You know, he's, he has got one of the biggest serves on the tour. Um, if he can fire that in on a consistent basis, then he's going to be tough. You know, he's, there's going to be fine margins in, in each set at least. Um, so that's how he can stay in the match. Um, just take care of his his duties on, on his side of the court and then hope for teams to slip up. I mean, we have seen probably the best serving of his career in this tournament from Dominic team. Um, whether they're carrying on those levels is sustainable or not, I'm not so sure. Obviously, played a longer match than him yesterday. Um, I think it was about half an hour in it. But uh, so yeah, that's that's what I'd say for Medvedev. For Dominic team, it's hard to say really. He's played almost a perfect match against Djokovic and then just stuttered in that second set tiebreak. So um, I'd, I'd struggle to sort of. Uh, critique his game it would more be mentally um, but as I've already said I, I think I think he feels that he's done the hard work now I feel like he feels that that win against Djokovic was a much tougher match than this final was going to be and yeah I think one of the main sources of his nerves yesterday was because he was ahead as he was in the Australian Open final against Djokovic and it was those kind of demons now he's always beaten Medvedev recently in the US Open He's been in the ATP Tour final before and come so close, lost in a deciding set tiebreak to Sitsipas. And I think that, you know, he didn't, he didn't have any match points. I think that sort of uh, memory will, that experience will stand him in good stead, I think. I think that'll, and obviously the mental strength that it took from going four love down in the deciding set tiebreak yesterday to win six points in a row when it, when it really matters. You know, if one of those, winners that he hits goes out, then he's five love down, five one down, it's virtually over. So um yeah, I, I think team will be all right. Um he just needs to be a little bit stronger mentally, not get let the pressure get to him as much as it did yesterday. But I struggle to see how a player can control that really. It just takes experience and um believing that they can win these big titles. Um but I don't think that will affect him as much. So yeah, uh, that, that's my what, what I'd, my advice that I give to them in the changing room before the match. But um, yeah, I'm I'm feeling good about team today. Interesting. I think um, for me, I'd give Medvedev much more of a chance. 
Um, obviously coming off the back of winning in Paris, uh, not having dropped a match here. So that, I believe, would be something like a an 11-match winning streak, possibly, uh, give or take. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't know. I think, you know, Medvedev has also beaten Djokovic and Nadal. You know, you, you, I know you say team feels like he's probably got the hard work done having beaten the two of them, but we, we've got to remember Medvedev's also beating the two of them. Um, and he beat Djokovic much more convincingly than the team did. Although Djokovic was probably w- was poorer in this match, you know, you, you say Medvedev did much more of a defensive job against him, but, you know, you can't take anything away from that. He was, Medvedev, I thought, was exceptional against Djokovic. And I thought um, to, to beat him in the fashion that he did, I, I thought was, was brilliant. I think... The fact that he is playing such a good defensive game will help him massively in this final because team is playing such a good attacking game. So you will see a, a lot of team attacking tonight and, and Medvedev defending. I, don't, I really don't. I really can't write Medvedev off. I think he's been phenomenal all tournament um, and, and maybe slipped under the radar a little bit. He, you know, having not dropped a set until that one against the yesterday, which he probably shouldn't have dropped anyway. So really, he. He, he could well be here um, without having dropped a set. That's why I think the bookies are probably making in favour. I I think it's going to go to a third set. I think this has got a third set written all over it. Um, and I'm going to put team to edge it. Um, but but then you know the the thing the thing with team is team does have a problem with finals. It, you, you we can't deny that um, losing the final last year in a certain set tiebreak as you say, sort of choking a bit in the Australian final. Um, the US Open final this year, yes, he won it, but he shouldn't have. Um, that, that, you know, that was a, a massive choke from Alexander Zverev uh, from being two sets up. Um, you know, the team should never have had a chance of winning that final. And yes, he did fight back, but it was nothing like the, the way that we saw him fight back yesterday. You know, I'm not taking it away from team, but... Um, Zverev really lost himself a lot of those points uh, and, and games in, in that uh, that route that team took back into the match. So I, I think we, we have to consider the team definitely does have problems with finals, I think. Um, this is going to be another test for his character. Um, whether them being no fans there is going to have an impact on it, I don't know. But Medvedev has a much better record in finals. Obviously, did lose that US Open final to Nadal. Um, that obviously was his first Grand Slam final, though. But um, Medvedev, you know, win, winning a lot of... Uh, I think he's won about five Masters events now. Um, you know, I can't really remember Medvedev losing a big final that he's been in. Um, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it's close to 50-50 for me, this one. But uh, I, I will go team in three sets because of how, how well he did play yesterday. But he's got to sustain it and he's got to get over that, that sort of mental hurdle that I think he does have in finals. And uh, I think Medvedev maybe will feel a little bit less pressure as well uh, in, in the final. So that mentally could help him quite a bit. But yeah, that that would be my prediction team in three, but I'm certainly not writing Medvedev off. And I think, I feel that a Medvedev win is more likely than a team in straight sets. So I, I can't see this being a straight sets match. Okay. Uh, just on that, and I don't know, I disagree a bit with Medvedev being a big game player and turning up in his finals. For me, 
he's been in one big final. We we see Masters tournaments go weird ways quite a lot. I think that US Open final is the main big spotlight um, massive match that Medvedev has been in, whereas team's been in five, if you could count the ATP Tour finals from last year, and then four Grand Slam finals compared to that. I just think that experience over time will uh, will stand you in good stead. It's been hard for him mentally, but he's been playing unbelievable players in these matches. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going against what you've said and I'm going for team in straights. I just can't talk myself out of it. He's playing unbelievable tennis at the moment. Um, the best we've seen this year, apart from Rafa on clay, but that's just a foregone conclusion at the moment. The guy's an alien. Um but yeah, I'm going. I'm going for for Dominic in in, in straights. Um, yeah, I think he's got to get over those demons at some point. And I think I do think the uh, even though it was tight, Medvedev said after the match um, yesterday that last time he played Dominic team and he lost his straight sets in the U.S. Open. He, after the match in the locker room, he felt like he played a good match. Team was just on fire, um, and I feel like that should give him more belief. Obviously, he's going to want it a lot. He's going to be hungry, particularly after last year. Looking on paper now at the way that Team and Sitsipas have been playing on hard courts, it is, you know, he's come a long way in a year compared to Sitsipas, who maybe maybe hasn't lived up to it, but it's been a difficult year anyway. Um, but yeah, so I am I am going to have to go for the Team in straight. So if he can handle the pressure a little bit better than the past suggests that he can't. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's only a matter of time before people who are winning their first titles, you, you know, like Djokovic, Federer and Nadal must have had these demons in these these first times they were winning these big titles. Um, and then after they'd done it over time, I don't know, I wasn't really following tennis in like the early noughties where they were all doing it. But I feel like it's because it's the first time that he's winning these titles and competing for these titles that it is getting to him so much. Um, yeah, I don't feel like he'll be like this all the time. And I think he'll be able to give himself enough opportunities in this match to get over the line that I think he can beat Medvedev in straight. So that's what I'm going with. I mean, I, I think with the big three, they they were winning titles way before Dominic Team. I mean, Dominic Team being 27, they, they were, I don't, I don't know how many Grand Slam titles there between the three of them before they were 27, but I, I don't really think they did have those demons. Um, they, they were winning Grand Slam titles. At the, oh, Nadal won the, the French Open the first three times he played it. Um, Federer was, was winning Wimbledon very early. I, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, he's, it's all good saying that Team has been in a lot more finals than Medvedev. Big finals, that is, but uh, he has lost all of them. He, teams lost every big final he's been in, other than that US Open final, which, as I sort of said in the last bit, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't want to take it away from him, but you know, it, it was it was very a different um, sort of final in the sense that Zverev did really just collapse a little bit as as it went through. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I think I think it's very fifty fifty for me, but I will give Team just a slight edge, and I, and I hope Team wins it. Um, you know, very very exciting player to watch. Um, 
really nice guy as well, as is Medvedev. Um, but, but I do think just because team has been competing for these titles a little bit longer than Medvedev, I would quite like to see uh, team get over the line at, at the ATP Tour Finals. And I think we would probably agree, uh, I think, Marcus, you'd probably agree with this, that um, though the ATP Finals is a smaller tournament than the Grand Slam, uh, I would feel like team winning this title would kind of feel to him and to the fans like a bit more of an achievement of winning that US Open. Um, you know, because obviously Djokovic did play at that US Open, but he was obviously defaulted for the, the Carreño-Bustelor uh, match when he when he hit the line judge with the ball. And team did end up winning a, a Grand Slam without playing anyone sort of ranked above him Uh I, I don't know, would you agree with that? It's an interesting point. I think it's hard to say that um, you could almost verify it more because it's not five sets. I think that format does have such a big onus on what happens in Grand Slams, I think. For example, when I was watching the third set um, yesterday between Team and Djokovic, I think even though both players were playing great, because they were so dominant on serve and you could tell how close, how tightly fought every point and every game was. Some of the games were more comfortable than others, but it, it did feel like it was just heading towards that tie break. They were both serving so well in those earlier games. It was just heading towards that tie break. And it made me think like if that was a grand slam in five sets, I don't know. I couldn't have seen that intensity in the third set. You know, if that, um, I feel like, yeah, because it was a deciding set. If that was a third set in a grand slam, it would have been slightly different. Obviously team might, team, oh, this is a hypothetical situation, but team wouldn't have been serving for match point. It would just would have been a set point to go two sets up that he double faulted on and whatever. But um, maybe I think, you know, he's, as, as as we've said before, that Medvedev and the uh, team have both beaten Nadal and Djokovic in the tournament. Um, whether it's a more impressive title than the US Open, maybe. I mean, one of the big um, justifying factors to me that maybe team did deserve to win his first grand at the, at the US Open, that's a debate for another day, but... Um, was the win over Medvedev in the semi-final because Medvedev was big favourite for that match. As soon as Djokovic went out, Medvedev hadn't dropped a set. He was he was the favourite for the title, and then team brought his A game and managed to win that match. Um, is it more uh, more impressive than the US Open because we've had Djokovic and Nadal in it? So it's a really tough question, to be honest. Because mainly because I just feel like beating Nadal or Djokovic in three sets is very different to beating them in five. Um, so it makes it hard hard to say, really, because of the. But four. with the US Open, the, the, the team didn't beat Djokovic or Nadal. You know, I get what you're saying, but you know, when you say that one of the things that tells you the team did deserve to win that slam is beating Medvedev in the semi. But but Medvedev has never at that point, well, still at this point, he's never won a Grand Slam. He's been in one final. Like to to win a Grand Slam, in in my mind, you you know, you need to be beating the Djokovic, Nadal, Federer. Is obviously when Federer is 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 fit. Um, 
so I'm not taking it away from team. You know, he won it. It was the the hand that he was dealt. He he couldn't control it. But um, my answer to that, my answer to my own question, is that um, the the finals win w- w- would be a better achievement than than the U.S. Open. But I, I'm going to say yes. I know you're a bit more um in two minds about it. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, we've spent quite a while debating and talking that um though we've both gone for team we do both sound a little bit in disagreement about how the final's gonna go uh, me giving medvedev much more of a chance and, and saying that a medvedev in three sets would be more likely than team in two sets that's that's my um my take on it um but yeah we'll we'll leave that now um and we'll come to the final bit which of course will be Yes, the player after um, I think what Marcus described as one of the the best guest the players uh, on the last episode. I was, I was asking Marcus. Uh, he's got a bit to live up to now. Uh, he's he's looking confident on my my Zoom screen, so I'm going to hand the floor to him and uh, and see where this goes. Yeah, uh, contradictorily, uh, just one last point on Team Medvedev. I just 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 enjoy it. I think. This is a rivalry. You know, we've got a 27-year-old against a 23-year-old in Medvedev. This is a rivalry and a, and a, and a final matchup that we could be seeing for quite a while. It might be 24, actually, Medvedev. I'm not 100% sure. 23, 24 versus 27. These are players with, you'd hope, you'd hope team can have sort of three, four, five years um, consistently at the top of his game after this. So this is a final matchup that we could be seeing at the big tournaments for a while. However, on to guess the player. And the first clue is that this young man is 21 years of age, just like ourselves. Okay. Going for 21. Um, um, for Alex Demon. Good guess. Um, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he's 21. Um, yep. Sadly, no, it's not Alex Dimonor. Second clue is that he got to the US Open third round as a wild card. I feel like he got further at the US, but I do remember any good US. I'll go for Alejandro Davidovich for Kina. That's a good shout. Uh, it's not Alejandro Davidovich Fakina. Did he, did he make the quarter at the US? I'm not 100% sure to be he honest. He got quite far in it. Maybe the fourth. Um, the third clue. Uh, I'm not sure how much this is going to give away for you. This is going to test your sort of rankings knowledge. This man is the American number 12. Okay, well... Knowing that he's American is uh, helpful. Uh, I think I've got an idea of who it could be. I don't remember him getting to the third round of the US, but it was a funny tournament. So, yeah, I'll go for Brandon Nakashima. Oh, that's a good effort. It's not Brandon Nakashima. Is it not? I was so confident. No, Nakashima's a lot lower down. Um, Outside the top 200, there's, there's a lot of American players. I think I've got it. I can't remember what his name is. Do, do the fourth clue. Yeah, the fourth clue 
is I'm not sure if I'm sort of terming this correctly, but I've said he's got a double-barreled first name. There's no hyphen, but he's kind of he's known with two first names. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I've got a guess. I I only know one name for his first name. Let me just have a quick think about this. Um, okay, I'm going to go for it, but I, Sebastian Corder. No, uh, I can yeah. that he's the American number 11. No, okay. <laughs> Sebastian Corder. That's incorrect. He's he's a year younger, 20 years old, is Corder. Okay. So <laughs> my final clue, the first name of this three about three three names for someone's name is Jeffrey. Ah, uh, okay, got it. Um so it's I don't remember him getting to the US Open third round, but uh it's uh Jeffrey John Wolf, I believe, is it? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Jeffrey yeah. John Wolf. He had quite a nice draw to get to the third round. Um, he beat Guido Payer, who's a top 50 player, but mainly a clay specialist. And then I, I think it was Carbiez Baena in the second round. Um, not a, Ooh, what, what yeah, a tough quite, second round. Yeah, quite a nice draw to get into the third round, but maybe a, a prospect all the same, just 21 years of age. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey John Wolf is the... Guess the player for this episode. I can't think of any in particular, but he's had some good wins on tour, especially when we first came back from lockdown. I remember him having some couple of good wins. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, good one. You stuck very much with the um, the Sabre off Wild theme there. Sort of the the youngsters that are yet to kind of hit the top one hundred. So I think when I next do a guess the player, I might change the theme a little bit. Maybe go for a bit more of a. a Javier Melise. <laughs> Get a weird look from Marcus. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that was your guess of player. Um, Jeffrey John Wolfe, or as I would just like to call him, JJ Wolfe. I don't know if he likes to be called JJ, but uh, it's just easier to say, really, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. Um, enjoy the match tonight. Um, going to be really good between uh, Medvedev and team. Uh, I, I think whatever you, however it goes, I think you, there's going to be some some real entertainment. And um, I'm looking forward as well to seeing what they say uh, at the end of the match. Uh, whoever wins, seeing their interviews, uh, they, they both speak very well, team and Medvedev. And they, they both got a lot to be proud of in this tournament. Even if team does fall at the, the hurdle for a second year running, he's still got tremendous amount to, to be proud of because I think you know last year he, he, he probably was the the player who had beaten and, and, and achieved the most on route to that final and lost and, and he's just done it again this year beating Nadal Djokovic so um, yeah no anyway we've, we've spoken enough about that match today so I will, I will not go off on another tangent on that uh, thank you very much for listening uh, enjoy the match uh, thank you Marcus for joining me Thanks as always. Yeah, should be a cracker. Yeah, thank you very much. And we'll see you at some point next week to review the final and uh, and then onwards into December. We'll do one or two episodes uh, just sort of looking at the, this very weird year as a whole and we'll hope for a, a much more straightforward 2021.